Today's episode is brought to you by Long Island Golf Co. Trendy golf swag with a Long Island attitude. Go to longislandgolfco.com to get your Long Island Golf Co. merch today. Use code 54LIVE for 20% off your order. That's longislandgolfco.com. Welcome to 54 Live. I am your host, Digsies, and I am once again joined by my mainest man, Jake. Jake, what's up, buddy? I am having a day right now. This week, we are getting ourselves in shape for the club championship down at my club. Oh, baby. It's going to be a tough one. I got some real sticks out at my club, so I'm doing my absolute best to make sure that your homeboy is ready. Now, is there flights or every man for themselves? I'm pretty sure it's every man for himself. We don't really like doing flights and we so, all know who's really there. Yeah. There's about 40 guys who are going to be playing more, more or less. So and no handicaps. It's whoever shoots the best score, shoots the best score. Yeah. And there's about 40 guys that are playing probably out of that 40. There's about 15 of us that are really, you know, going at it. So we'll see what happens. You know, what was the best you've ever posted so far in these championships? Uh, I haven't played before at this no? course, oh, okay. championship. Yeah. So uh, I just became a member this past year at this course mm -hmm. and I'm pretty excited about it because I really didn't have time prior to a year ago to really get into devote it. it to a club. Yeah. And now you're, every time I talk to you, you're out on the range, short game, working on your drives, putting, you're nonstop there. And I'm getting ready for the senior tour. I'm 15 years away. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm to the fa fellow Northeasterners. Over here, Jake joins a club for what? 3000 a year? Two, that's 190 a, a month, so oh. less than that. So pretty much we, if for, for the amount of money we pay for two rounds, he's paying a month and he can play as much as he can. Must be nice. Must be nice. And well, not to mention baby. every time me and Jake are talking and he's sending me his scorecards, he, he has the time played in there and it's always two hours and 30 minutes, two hours and 45 minutes. Us people up here in the Northeast, we're lucky to get around on the four hours. Listen, I am a lucky son of a gun. I'm fully aware of it. And you know what? When it comes down to it, I'm taking every opportunity I possibly can. And part of it, mind you, Digsies, is just understanding when it's a good time to play and when it's not. Yep. If you know when, when the Korean foursome tees off every single day mm -hmm. and, and they're the foursome that literally lets nobody buy and, and every single one of them only hits at 130 yards. And they hey, take you 10 know, minutes to putt out. Yeah. And then, hey, I need, to, I need to tee off before them or play the opposite nine to start off. Exactly. So we got a big week this week. The individual championship comes down to Jetta. We got Bryson, Gucci, Cam Smith fighting it out. But first, big news this week. The official World Golf Ranking denied Liv's petition to get World Ranking points. And personally speaking, I think it's bullshit. How do you feel, Jake? I knew it was going to happen, so I wasn't really bothered by it when it happened. It's one of those that it is crap. I, but I, I knew it was going to happen, dude. You knew it was going to happen. I, honestly, it's, I thought with once they signed that agreement and in the agreement, it said that the PGA Tour will help them get official World Golf ranking points. I thought that they would get World Golf ranking points. I, honestly, I was surprised. You got to remember that agreement is not a full agreement. It's a ceasefire agreement. Yeah. And, and, I, and the who knows if deadline it's going to go. Yeah. Who knows if yeah. it's going to go through now? At this point, I don't think it will. It's just... Or if it does, it's not going to happen in the iteration that we saw on June 6th. Yeah. And more importantly, that the OWGR has to deny them right now because we, we're getting ready to be at the point of the year where Liv is going to be trying once again to poach big name players. Yep. 
And this is their biggest defense to be able to block players like Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schauffele from wanting to go to live golf. Yeah. We don't know if they specifically want to go to live, but we know that players like them, like Cam Young, like Keegan Bradley, they don't have major exemptions right now outside of being in the OWGR top 50. Yeah. So that's really the best defense that the PGA Tour has from losing players like them. And it's crazy. It's still crazy to me that they're putting up a defense when they were so happy to take all this money from the PIF. And now it's like they're getting cold feet. It's really, and, and it's just, it's the, the big people that are going to suffer is us, is the fans. Because if Liv gets the official World Golf ranking points, then it doesn't matter where you play. The best players in the world will be at the majors. And we're not getting that right now. Like in another, once, think about it in two years from now, once these, some of these exemptions go away from Bryson or DJ, other than obviously DJ can play every Masters, Bryson can play the US Open for X amount of years. But once certain exemptions go away, we're not going to get the best field in golf for the majors. It's ridiculous. I agree with you on that. I hope that things will change. There was a lot of pressure. It wasn't a lot of pressure. But there was some pressure on Augusta National to extend an invite to Charles Howell III this past year because the homeboy was playing really top-notch. He had won a tournament. He had finished just outside of a playoff at Tucson. There was a lot of talk about him potentially getting an invite. He did not get an invite. Nope. However, the Masters did set the tone of saying we're not going to block live golfers from playing in their majors, which was definitely a concerning question mark of would they even allow them to play there? However, I think that it will be a real telltale sign to see if the Masters sets the tone once more and actually says, hey, we're going to extend an invite outside of our normal requirements to a live golf player. I don't think they will. I think if, they, if you're qualified, they're not going to block you, but they're not going to make certain exceptions. I, just I think it depends on who the player is, though. Yeah. Because, but oh, seriously, because think about it. There are certain live golfers that have made the splash or at least gotten the conversation right. And it really just depends on who it is. Now, thankfully... I don't think there's anybody that's good enough that would... Look at the big names. The only one maybe Gooch. Cam Smith, he has an exemption. Bryson has an exemption. Reed, Kepka, DJ exemptions. Like, who... Who else? Well, that's what I was you trying know? to say, is that ultimately, at this moment, there's nobody really, aside from Gooch, that is, I would say, worthy of an exemption yeah. outside of the automatic qualifications. Now, we'll see what happens going forward. Maybe somebody gets hot this fall and goes off and wins like three Asian tour events like uh, a in young the offseason. Like Neiman or Answer, like one of those guys. When, and they had exemptions this past year, but again, didn't show up very well in any of the majors. So it's just the question mark going forward. What happens? Yeah. And it, it, I'm very interested to see like the top 24 and see which players they kicked to the curb and who's going to honestly... If they got official work off ranking points, the floodgates were open, man. Anybody and everybody could have went to live. And I think they would have went to live. But now some people are going to be like, eh, I, I, I don't know. If you want to major in the past two years, like maybe the Wyndham Clark or uh, Brian Harmon, they could jump over because they'll still be exempt for the next four or five years. By then things will clear up. But other than that, like, I don't know who will go over unless someone, John Ron, maybe he's exempt. Yeah, it's really going to come down to players who were snubbed out by the PGA Tour, I feel like. People like, for instance, Shad Tootin may, may want to try to come over, who is somebody who just got blocked on his tour, on his Corn Ferry card. If you haven't seen the Big Boy Pants Golf episode about that, when we talk about that situation, it's pretty compelling. 
So that's see a player the one that, who is he the one that missed the puck on the last hole? No, he's he got screwed after the round by being assessed a two shot penalty for a video replay of lift. They're playing lift clean in place. Gotcha. And he on video replay is said to have moved his ball outside of putting it in the exact same position, but mm -hmm. it's a hundred yards out in the fairway, and we're talking about a, a fraction of an inch. Yeah. If he did it intentionally or not, and it's one of those where there's no benefit to be gained, so there's no penalty to be assessed, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So there's that situation. Anytime you're playing lift clean place, it's, if it's within a, a T mark, it's like you put a T on the ground, honestly, like there's no, unless there's like a divot there or something, even a, I agree with you on that. Stupid. It is pretty stupid. And so if someone like him may want to come over to live golf, definitely I would think some of the aging pros who weren't part of the Delaware conversations would still say, hey, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not really in a spot in my career where I'm probably going to win a major. Yep. We could see guys like Keegan Bradley. We could still see guys like Lucas Glover want to make that jump. But it's definitely going to be a deterrent for players like Xander Schauffele, Patrick Cantlay, Cameron Young, guys who are at least rumored to be having conversations, but at the same time don't have the backing to be qualified into majors past next year. Yep. And, and honestly, so if you're one of these guys that, Honestly, who knows if Cam Young and Keegan Bradley, because they just got added to the TGL, the golf league, the new Tiger and Rory simulated golf league. So honestly, if they got added to that, I don't know. They get probably getting paid millions to do that. I don't know if they're going to go to live because I don't think Tiger and Rory would want them on the TGL if they're going to go to live. And that could have been a move put in place as a way to, to yeah. stop negotiations, like a, a, a contract killer. Hey, yeah, we got you. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah, it was just announced yesterday. They they just added Cam Young, Sahit Tagala, and Keegan Bradley. If you're paying attention, they got a honestly, they got a pretty good lineup. They got Tiger, Rory, Rom, Morikawa, JT, Fitzpatrick, Lowry, Justin Rose, Adam Scott, Sandra Shoffley, Max Holma, Terrell Hatton, Fleetwood, Fowler, Tom Kim, Billy Horschel, and now Bradley, Tagala, and Cam Young. Pretty much. I'd be very surprised if I see one of those guys playing to live next year. So you're saying that we should pretty much look exclusively to guys who are not involved in the TGL yeah. and guys that are getting screwed as far as like Ryder Cup situations yeah. or anything of that nature. If one of these guys from the TGL jumps over to live, now granted, the bag over at live is probably going to be much more than the TGL has given them. I'm pretty sure they'll be removed from the TGL. Like Rory is so anti-live and this is, I know Tiger is really involved. But it's Tiger and Rory. Like, I feel like they're 50-50 on this. Rory's not going to want to live golfer getting exposure on Monday nights in prime time. Oh, definitely. Even the players that have the positive reputations across the ways are not going to be involved in this in any capacity. Nope. I agree. But honestly, what do you feel? How are you feeling about this TGL? Are you going to watch? Are you going to tune in? I'm going to tune into at least the first broadcast because you want to see what it's about. Is yeah. it a pile of shit? Is it something worth watching? I expect it to be a pile of shit um, because honestly, it just, it reminds me of like the idea of it feels to me like watching uh, some dude's trackman session. And that can be fun if you're trying to learn something about your swing or just trying to see someone chase a world record. But honestly, I, I don't, I'm not really interested in watching guys play video games. Yeah. It, honestly, it has like a home run derby slash NHL skills competition, NBA slam dunk three point, like an all-star weekend festivity skill competition vibe to it. 
That's what I feel like. How far are you going to your drive? How close can you get it to the pin? It's not real golf. Let's be real. No. And, and if they wanted to get more of my interest as far as what it is, you could involve like trick shot artists who literally live at those facilities, the top golf facilities. People like the guys from Good. Yeah. People like Slappy Gilmore, who, who literally, they're not golfers. They are skill, like trick shot people. If you wanted to really impress me, get, get like Dude Perfect to have their own team on there and have them go against you guys. And, and honestly, I'd watch. Honestly, what I don't get is if you're getting all these guys together and they're all going, it looks like it's going to be in Florida, Palm Beach university or whatever the hell they're playing at why not just find a course down there put lights on for nine holes and make it a nine hole event and play real golf like it probably would take the same amount of time as it will for the two hours they're going to be on tv and just how much can you drag out a range session for milking it for the audience yeah. i just don't understand how it's going to work so that first broadcast to me will be very telling of what the format is. Yeah. Does the format even work? Is it boring as hell? Do I actually want to watch? Yep. I'm definitely going to tune in. I'm interested to see how supposedly the greens on like these pistons and like every hole, it's going to go up and down and it's going to change the slope and this. I'm interested to see that aspect of it and how these hundred yard shots work inside. Some of these guys like to flight the ball really high. Like they're not going to be able to do that. I'll definitely tune in, see how it goes, but. I'm not, you know, thrilled about it. Yeah, it's just kind of something to watch when you're too drunk to watch football. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And honestly, it's going to be right after football season start. It's going to, the first few weeks are going to compete with football playoffs. When the playoffs are going on, it's Saturday and Sunday. No, nothing's on Monday. I think it's on the first night after the college football playoffs. Interesting. So it's when there's really not that much on TV during the week, like NBA and NHL haven't hit their stride yet. It's in the, the kind of the down part of those seasons. And if they were smart, they would, if they were smart, in my opinion, they would have their initial broadcast take place immediately following the college football playoffs. Yeah. That would because be they already have plenty of eyes on there. So it'd be a nice transition yeah. and you'll have a large audience at but least. But that would be late because th those games go to 1130, 12. Yeah, you know? but, it, but it doesn't matter. You're, you're launching a new product and you already have eyes on the television. Yeah, no. So that, at that point, you have an opportunity to showcase yourself. And if you say the words Tiger Woods, people are going to stay on, on, online to watch. Yep. I agree. Now on to Jetta. What do you expect this week? Who's, who's going who's gonna to come through? Jetta's very interesting, dude. By the way, for those of you guys who don't uh, or aren't really aware, Jetta is, I, I went and made sure to look this up because I was very curious. I I, I wasn't 100% sure where on the Saudi Arabian co uh, country Jetta was as far as location. I knew it was next to the Red Sea mm -hmm. and it's actually on the Red Sea itself, but they're actually far enough away from the Gaza Strip to where none of that's going to be in, yeah, in their thought I process, even, I think. I didn't even think about that. So you just said yeah, they're, 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 about, they're about four hours away from it by driving distance, so... So they're far enough away from it to where it shouldn't impact any thought process of any of the players or anything yeah. of that nature. I was curious if it was going to be like way closer because I was like, oh, snap, they could be an hour and a half away because there's actually parts of Saudi Arabia that are literally yeah, 30 right minutes there. away from yeah. Gaza. So that going on, our thoughts and prayers for everybody involved in that, both intentionally and unintentionally. We hope for the, for peaceful resolutions to Same. occur. But with this week being that being in Jeddah and all that, that, that course is tough because you get w winds off the seas. A couple of the course, the holes literally are facing the actual Red Sea. A lot of scary shots. 
I, I think this will be a very challenging event. I think Richard Bland shows up really well, but as far as who actually takes it home, I don't think Cam Smith has the game for this course. Really? I think this is going to be a Gooch course. Okay. So you think Gooch is going to win the whole thing? I think Gooch is going to win the whole thing. I'm very, um, honestly, I'm not going to lie. The only thing I'm interested about this week is Cam Smith, Gooch, and T-Shambo. Like really? I, I understand like the team format is coming down to it, but you know what? With the way they do the brackets and everything like that and the buys, honestly, that will sort itself out in Miami. It will. So honestly, I'm just, I'm not worried about the team format this week because like I said, that will sort itself out in Miami. I just want to watch as much Cam Smith, as much Gooch, as much DeSampo as we can because it's a close race and Bryson needs to go out and win or come in second or do something big to win. And the way Bryson's been playing, man, I don't know. I think Bryson has a few tricks up his sleeve this week. I think Bryson... It all comes down to, did you film a match on during the week? And that's really the big question. So if you guys don't know this, he's, he does he does YouTube content, obviously. Uh, he's got a big YouTube presence. Both of his live golf events that he actually has won, he, prior to the event, filmed a, a large bet round of golf with him and Anurban Lahiri, his teammate, playing up against somebody else in live golf. First time it was at Greenbrier. Phil, right? And it was Phil and uh, against Phil and Tringali versus him and Anubon. And he won with the 58 on Sunday. And then Chicago, Chicago, he filmed one versus Bubba Watson and Harold Varner III. So I guess to me, the big question is, did he film a, did he film a game? Because he needs to, if I'm him, that's a warning formula right yeah. now. Go ahead and keep doing it. I'm not changing anything. It's like a starting pitcher that wears the same underwear every time he starts yeah if you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do if you yeah. find a winning formula you do it i was like wade boggs he ate fried chicken before every single game and wayne gretzky too wayne gretzky ate a hershey chocolate bar before every single game when he was 18 years old before his first game he was like hungry He'd be like he had no food to eat, so we went to the vending machine got a hershey chocolate bar and he ended up scoring like three goals and like two assists he did that before every game. It's funny how these traditions and these things work. And a lot of these players have some type of religious thing that they do. Uh, and as far as like their preparation, their mentality, it gets them in that mindset. It gives them extra confidence. If I'm yeah. Bryson DeChambeau, dude, you have a winning formula now. Let's yeah. make sure to make it use of it. And so I definitely... Even if you definitely, your, two, your two teammates and, and have a match against them. Don't break it down like that. But yeah, ultimately though... It, as far as other players out there, big things to watch for is this is the final individual event. So if it, it's, yeah, this is the final time that we have to talk yeah, about certain there, players. There is if that they cut don't line, the 24 cut line, right? The 24 cut line, but then also the automatic cut line, which is 44 and lower. Uh, so that'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, captains are exempt this year. Uh, oh I think God. they made sure to state that several times this year because Some there are certain captains. Are, when you look at 44, like Weisberger, eight points, Westwood, four points, Morgan, four points, Paya, Kepka, one point, C1, Kim, Martin Kime, zero points. Like how the hell do you get single digit points? Like all you had to do is post like a top 10 once and you'd have multiple points. Like it's really bad. Obviously, it's a tough league. There's lots of good competition, but you're right. If you're in a 48-man field, in theory, and under a 13-event 13, 13 season, mathematically, you should be able to, at Post some point, top 10. 
you know? Yeah, in theory. In actuality, not always the case. There are certain players who have proven to be unable to compete on this tour, and they're going to get replaced. Yeah. Barring a miraculous event, and we really hope that no miraculous event happens for them. No, it's not going to happen. And honestly, Live Golf will be all the better next year because... Honestly, like right now, there's like like 25 guys that are really rock stars out there. We need to get it to where there's at least like 40 rock stars out there. You know what I mean? So you right now, you are correct. Uh, Right now, when it comes to an individual tournament, I mean, if you look at Live Golf itself, um, I did a video this morning for my YouTube channel about who's actually won uh, an event anywhere since being on Live Golf. And they've done a lot of... Uh, off the top of my head, I can't know the, know the exact number, but um, there've been 20 live events, right? A little bit more than 20 events right now. And, you know, if you look at it, there are several guys who have won multiple events. You got DeChambeau with two, you got Kepka with two, you got Dustin Johnson with two in live itself. And then you got Cam Smith and Taylor Gooch with three apiece. That's, that's literally right there. 12 of the 19 of the uh, individual titles right there that have already happened. There've yeah. been 19 individual titles so far and that's 12 of the 19 from from five guys yep so that'll that alone showcases that there's not quite enough parity in the league just yet so i understand what you're saying you want it to go from a situation where we're we have eh, a, a lot of gaps for and room for improvement to a lot of opportunities for more players to be competitive and i yep. think the players are there the players that need to be there are there I just think that certain ones need to get that confidence to step up. I think David Pooch took a step in the right direction this past week on the international tour. Yeah, and honestly, I don't want to be like the bearer of bad news and be negative digsies over here like I have been so much in the past. But now with the OWGR news, now with the PGA Tour maybe backing out of this deal, I don't know where this talent's going to come from. I don't think we're going to get the big star like John Rahm or Xander Schauffele, Patrick Cantlay anymore. I after the Ryder Cup, I said, oh, yeah, after they posted that pick with the Smash GC picks and the shirts, I really thought that we'd have some star power coming over. But what's happened between now and then with the official world golf ranking points, no deal being struck. Now, if a deal gets struck in November, I'll change my tone. But as of right now, I don't know where that talent's going to come from. How do you feel? I'm, I'm, I agree with you that I don't know where it's going to come from. If it comes from anywhere, it'll be a... A couple of mid-40s guys that are in the same type of bracket of life that Charles Howell III is. Mm-hmm. But mind you, Diggsies, it may not be the, the superstar power, but obviously if you replace guys that can't compete for guys that could compete or will oh, compete yeah, more, more weeks. Be better, yeah. yeah, so for instance, just off the bat, I can already tell you the league's going to get better next year simply from the fact that Siwon Kim goes out and mm-hmm. Andy Ogletree comes in. What right? about that, someone that, like, like uh, Lucas Glover? Right, but I'm saying if you just do that, if we just had that one thing happen, yeah, Siwon Kim out, Andy Ogletree in, that makes the league better. Of course, yeah. So I'm just, just saying, Siwon like, Kim out makes the league better. Exactly, because now you actually have a competition for last place every single week. Yeah. And look, I, I know we bash on him a lot or whatever, but it's just the reality. And it's just, this is just the reality of where it's at. And the league will get better. It may not be the superstar power that, you're, that, that you would want, it may not be that sexy name that makes you just all of a sudden just poop your pants and have a and, and feel like you just took six Viagra. <laughs> it's going to get better, and it's only going to get better. There will be players that say, hey, listen, the, the math doesn't work out over here. 
there will be guys who get snubbed from the PGA Tours elite groups that say, hey, listen, I'm tired of your bullcrap. Yeah. There will be players that are are growing up on the Asian tour. And the Asian tour has some dope talent. Don't sleep on the Asian tour, guys, dudes. Yeah. It's interesting, too. I was looking at the PGA Tour schedule for next year because they stopped the whole wraparound now. And I was just looking at it, seeing like where the live golf events could fall in because they usually don't go up against the big premier PGA Tour events. And PGA Tour only has 29 events next year crazy so far yeah yeah, yeah. and i mean and, and that's, that's gonna be weird in and of itself just trying to figure out like why do you only have 24 29 events i mean because like normally they have they don't have any normally they have the what schedule Nothing yeah in the four which i understand that because again it those numbers already suck anyway as far yeah. as viewership numbers they the players don't really want to play in those isn't they, that going to be their own thing after the tour championship, it'll be like a race to the PGA tour with the corn ferry guys. They should just do the guys who don't make the top 125 or 100, whatever it is now, plus the corn ferry guys and have them play a mini eight tournament season to see who gets that card. We'll see what happens. Um, I do know one I'd thing. Watch that. I do know one thing though. A player finally got a sponsor's exemption that has deserved one for a long time. I don't know if you have, how big you guys are on watching YouTube golf, but the Brian bros. Great players. Wesley Bryan is obviously a, a, a temporary. He's got this awkward PGA Tour membership where he is, but he's not. He has like partial uh, PGA Tour membership mm -hmm. right now because of all the changes that have been going on. But then his brother, George Bryan, has been just a stud nugget on all YouTube golf videos for a year and a half now, showing that he's at equal class with his brother, uh, Wesley. So George finally got an, an invite to the, to the Bermuda oh, Championship. Nice. So that'll be pretty, pretty cool to watch that. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting to see what, what happens going forward. The PGA Tour is doing what they usually do during this fall events, which is just trying to find ways to get people interested to watch. For instance, right now I'm watching and seeing how Lexi Thompson is doing. She's the newest lady to get an opportunity to play it on the PGA Tour, which comes with the usual scrutiny that happens, which oh, is she playing the same tees? Yes, she's playing the same tees. Obviously. Where, can she hit the ball far enough? I don't know. We'll watch and find out. Yeah. It's a tournament. Watch the freaking tournament. Honestly, you know? what, is it go what, what does it cost? Like Nothing. Like one other guy yeah. that doesn't get to play in the field, but if you're good enough, you're in the field. If you're not, and it's not like she's taking a spot at the Masters or the U.S. Open. It's the well, not only that, but Shriners there's... Open. Let's be real. In, in every single one of these tournaments, the sponsors usually have whatever they feel like doing for their exemption. If yeah. they want to give somebody an exemption, they have the right to do that. Of so if they, want to, if they want to take the field from 135 to 165, they have the right to do that for the most part. Yeah. So they can do this. It's yeah. not like the, she didn't take anyone's spot. Don't think that she took a spot to somebody. Cause yeah. if, she, normally, if they want to add one extra person or two extra people, go for it. They always have that right. It's yeah. the sponsor's rights. Honestly, they should add one guy that qualifies a regular amateur with a 9-10 handicap and have them play just so we could see how much better these PGA Tour guys are to us. Like, just like how many people would tune in to just watch one lucky schmuck go out there and just hack it around on a PGA Tour course. Is this you trying to sell yourself an opportunity yeah. in the PGA Tour? That digs these up, baby. Honestly, I, I'd go out there and I'd probably end up shooting like a 78 just because it'd be like one of those like weird reverse things. Like, like I'm struggling to break 90 right now on, on my own, but you put the big bright lights and something come, like, like rookie of the year. Like I'll like slip and fall in the hotel and I'll wake up and 
all of a sudden have this magical golf talent. If that happens, dude, congratulations. You are now the, you are now the block party. <laughs> oh God. I'll make millions in endorsements. That's for sure. Hey, that guy has done his job to milk his name at this point. He's on every single YouTube video yeah. almost. He's taking every sponsorship exemption he possibly can. He's doing his thing. I just saw a photo. It was Tiger, Block, and Homa. And like yeah. I said something about, but good news about Tiger. He was in Pebble Beach. He was in some iron shots. So hopefully I'll be back next year. Who knows, but his swing looks vastly different right now. It makes sense why his swing looks vastly different because the more he gets hurt, the more he has to adjust. Yeah. And we'll see. I'm, I'll tell you what, he's not going to be like one of these. He's pretty much done. To be yeah. real, to be real right now. Probably, yeah. And honestly, we need to wrap this up soon. We had a short episode today, but the one question I'm going to leave you with, Jake. When Tiger won the Masters in 97, and then he went and changed his swing. If he did not change his swing, how many majors would he have and would he have had this injury? So you're saying that he, when he went from being a smooth player to being a power player, correct? Because yeah. basically 97 Tiger is a pre-steroids Tiger. And say what you want. Look, I get it. Diet, growth, natural male hormone en enhancement over time does happen. Yeah. Your body does change. I think that if the Tiger of 97 decided to stay as he was, smooth swinging, control ball flighting, not trying to be a power player, I think he probably has a better career, to be really? honest with you. No injuries. Because you got to remember, half of Tiger's problems are injuries and bad and bad divorces. 2008 are, to 2019 is dead zone because of the injuries yeah. and the divorce and that. Well, he, like, he had that resurgence period in 2013, 2012. But, but I know what you win a major. Yeah, but, but he won plenty of events. I know. No, I know. He got back to so, number one in the world. But. I'm saying like, you know, when Tiger won the 2008 U.S. Open and, you know, he had 14 majors, we honestly, we thought he was going to get the jack. Like everybody in the world thought he was going to get the jack. Nobody, if you t turned around and said, you know what, he's not going to win another major of 2019 in 2008, you would have said you're smoking crack. Right. I think that part of what made Tiger so great was his determination, his drive, his mentality of I'm going to be better than everybody else. Yeah. And I think that if the Tiger Woods of 97 stayed the Tiger Woods of 97 as far as you know, how he approached the game, I don't think he has the dominance year of 2000 like that he, that he had, the Tiger Slam. I don't think we have that, but I do think that historically, in retrospect, looking backwards, I think he has the same, if not more wins, slightly more. Yeah. And probably more majors, maybe. Yeah. It's just one of those, though, that the reason why is not because he has these dominant years where he wins 9, 10, or 80% of the events he plays. He, he doesn't have those years, but what he does have is health. Yeah. Like Something he, he hasn't had for 15 years. Like Phil, he's hitting almost 50 and still able to swing at it. Exactly. But honestly, I don't think Tiger has that drive anymore. I, don't, I, I think right now he's just content with living vicariously through Charlie, and he's out there caddying for him, and I think his focus and attention is going to go on to make Charlie as good as, as Charlie can be. I think Tiger's finally been humbled enough yeah. times by his own body. And I'm not yeah. saying, I'm not saying that to hate on him. I'm just saying you go through enough injuries as an athlete, as a player, you finally wake up and realize I am not God. Yeah. And we've seen that with the relationships he's had with these guys now. Tiger used to keep to himself, used to go onto the range. Screw you. I'm going to beat you. You're not my friend. You're my foe. Now he's friendly with these guys. He's getting, like the TaylorMade videos with giving Scotty Scheffler tips and giving Rory tips. He never would have done that 20 years ago. 
No, 20 years ago, Tiger Woods was was pure lone wolf of yep. lone wolves. That dude, if you even got in his like neighborhood, he, like he would never even walk with the people he was playing with. Like whenever he's like playing in a group, you watch the old videos of him in the in the early 2000s. Look at his playing group. He's usually 50 yards away from yeah. people, and people would literally watch and have it on him. Because there were times where like Sergio Garcia at the at like certain events would literally be standing 15 feet from him and oh snap, like Tiger's going to break his leg. Yeah. Something like that. My favorite story and the last thing I'll leave you guys with, John Daly uh, said to Tiger like in the early 2000s, okay, Tiger, we're going to Hooters. We're going to go grab some beers, have some food. And Tiger's, nah, I got to go work out. And John Daly's like, come on, you don't need to work out. He's, You're better than us. You're kicking our ass every week. You don't need to work out. And Tiger turns to John Daly and he says, if I had as much God-given talent as you, I wouldn't go work out. <laughs> so it's just saying that, you know what? He wasn't the most talented, but he wanted it more than everybody else. And I think that's partially true because let's be real right now. John as an athlete, like a motherfucker. As an athlete, I think that John Daly is one of the top 15 people as far as God-given athletic talent yep. out there. He's in a class. He's in a class with... Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. Yeah. And that's, that, that's pretty much where it comes down to it. That's, that's like the, that's like the, the gambit yep. of athletic talent. John Daly is, a, you wouldn't know it looking at him, but that dude is an athlete with the capital A. Exactly. But all right, guys, enjoy Jetta this week. We'll be back next week to recap it. See if there's any more news between the live in the PGA. Anything else you got to add, Jake? Keep when's your, when's your tournament? World. It starts on Saturday, okay. going through Sunday. So nice. it'll be a weekend tournament, 36 holes. Thanks, we all, bro. We all say good luck to Jake, and we're very interested to see. Hopefully, when we record next week, you're, you're, we're talking to a champion. Oh, gosh. Please bring it on, baby girl. Bring <laughs> it on. Later, guys.